I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... Kids come to Good Grief Camp starting at age four or five, paired up with a military mentor. So these are active duty service members or veterans who come and volunteer for the weekend and spend the weekend as a big brother, big sister type of relationship with the, with the TAPS kids. So Memorial Day weekend, we have upwards of five to 600 kids, each have their own military mentor. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. Today on What's Working in Washington, my guest is Diana Rode-Hosford. She's the VP of Sports and Entertainment for TAPS, stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. You might not have heard about it, but it's an amazing organization. And you're going to learn specifically how they help the survivors of a person that fell serving our nation. Because there's mentorship, there's programs. Sometimes we forget about the people that are left behind and TAPS spends their time making sure we don't. A great organization. Also, the Diana Award, which is uh, an organization worldwide that finds extraordinary youth and rewards them with an award based upon the name Diana. Yes, Princess Diana from Britain. And guess what? She went to the wedding. She was at the wedding for Prince Harry and Meghan. I have never met anybody that was at a royal wedding. And she tells us what it was like to be there when pomp and circumstance ruled the day. Here's our conversation. Diana, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to have you with us. I know the history of TAPS is amazing. Can you walk us through Bonnie Carroll, her journey, why she started it, how you became engaged, and where the, where the organization is today? You know, it's an amazing story. Bonnie was working in the West Wing of the White House years and years ago, and President Reagan said to her, can you find out what's going on? There are some whales trapped in an iceberg in Alaska. And Bonnie got on the phone with the then colonel in charge, and they fell in love over the phone. And this story goes from there. She went up to Alaska. I won't tell you what happens with the whales. There's actually a movie called The Big Miracle. That's Bonnie's love story. Wow. Uh, related to the whales and, and to Tom. And um, anyway, you see at the end of the movie that they get married. Um, but what you don't see is that Tom is, is tragically killed in an aviation crash with seven other soldiers in Alaska. And at that point, Bonnie recognized that there was no organization to wrap your arms around people in grief and people who were suffering uh, military loss. There was, you know, dignified burials and benefits and all of that, but nobody really walked the journey. So Bonnie started TAPS. And she has done an amazing job, brilliant job, in really providing comfort, care, and community to surviving family members across the country and, and even outside of the U.S. Uh, it's, it's an incredible organization. How are you funded? Completely by generous Americans, no money from the government. You know, it's foundations and, right. and, and partners and things like that, but um, corporations. And what's sort of a typical week? I mean, I know your focus is sports and entertainment. Do you have uh, affiliates around the nation? Is it center, center, physically centered here? Is it sort of all the above? Is there a network of other organizations that you partner with? So there are partner groups, but primarily everything that we do for TAPS is, is out of our headquarters in Arlington, Virginia. We have satellite staff, different parts of the country, especially now, you know, during the time of pandemic, people right. are working remotely. Mm-hmm. But really, everything generates from our headquarters in Arlington, Virginia. And from the, you know, there's the sports pieces and the entertainment pieces is what I do, but there are, um, you know, survivor care teams providing comfort and care to survivors each and every day. We have regional seminars, national seminars, care groups, you know, taps together events where people can come together and really find hope. And that's that peer-based emotional support, putting a survivor with the survivor. That's what Bonnie found when she was really trying to build taps, was that the people that she got the most 
you know, that had the most connection with were the survivors from the crash where when her husband died because right. they had that commonality. Wow. So connecting, that's sort of one of the key features of your service. Yeah. You know, I wonder, it's it's so interesting as you describe that Bonnie found there were other pl- there were other organizations for other elements of the military experience, but none for the folks left behind. I wonder why that is. Did she ever drill down on sort of why that had been the forgotten part? It seems to be one of the most important parts. I yeah. think Bonnie really felt that the, the connection she had with these other survivors was critical to yeah. her going down the grief journey and that the connection with other people who'd been down that road was essential for for growth, for post-traumatic growth. So before we get to some of the focuses of your day, which is sports and entertainment, how has COVID affected your operations? I'm sure, like everybody else, it's been either revolutionary or in- incredibly challenging or both. What is, what is your corporate, what has your institution's experience been with COVID? COVID impacted everyone significantly. For us, we made an immediate pivot and went to virtual. How could we engage survivors right in their own homes? So we started doing talks every day at mm-hmm. 2 o'clock. We started doing seminars and programming all virtually. So, And we have the TAPS Institute for Hope and Healing. So it was a way that we had the content. We had a way to, to reach out to survivors. And for some who can't travel or, or, or not wanting to travel, even in non-COVID times, we could reach them right in their own homes. Mm-hmm. So it was really amazing how we could connect with, um, with survivors. I'll tell you, people are, are eager to get back together and we're doing it in the safest way possible. We did what a lot of others did. We knew we couldn't leave our survivors. And one thing I noticed about survivors during the pandemic is that they understand grief and loss and isolation. They understand what it's like not to be with your loved one at the mm-hmm. end of their life, mm-hmm. or when you know when so many people couldn't say goodbye to their their loved ones because they were dying in the hospital from COVID. And the TAPS community really came together, supporting one another and also supporting the greater community. So it was wow. really powerful to see the strength that came from from them. The other thing that we did was we took all of our resources and information that we had as TAPS after all these, you know, 25 plus years of, of best practices and made things available to the general public so that they could also have the support during their grief, loss and isolation during the pandemic. So your organization has been a supplier of positive outcomes and positive advice for COVID. Congratulations. <laughs> it's Diana Rode Hosford. She is our guest today on What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. We're talking about TAPS, which stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. Diana is the Vice President for Sports and Entertainment. So let's go there. Um, I know that Ted Leonsis, who I used to work with at AOL, is uh, a sports owner here in Washington, D.C., who gets a lot of positive acclaim, unlike not all the owners get the same positive acclaim, but we won't go there. But I know Ted uh, has been a partner of yours in some of the programs you've created Tell us what those programs are. Teams for Taps is the sports program that we run where we create meaningful opportunities for the families of our fallen and, while raising money and raising awareness. Uh, the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, were our first team, seeing the greatness that they could create, whether we were skating with the American players. They had a campaign called Courage Caps, and every time a Courage Cap was sold, money went to Taps. I mean, it was just like all-encompassing the greatness of 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 a partnership. Ted's a great marketer. He's He's just an amazing human being, yep. uh, so kind. And I've told um, the, the team, the foundation team, the Monumental Sports Entertainment Foundation team, that there would be no teams for TAPS if it wasn't for Courage Caps because they really showed us how we could create something uh, fantastic. And we just scaled it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was thinking, okay, how much bigger can we make this? And what else can we do to engage families all across America? And so 
yeah, Ted's been remarkable. And so we also work with the Wizards and we work with the Mystics and we've worked with the Go-Go and he's just been incredible. And because of that, uh, we really have been able to build something amazing. So I'm super grateful to Ted. So beyond Mon- Monumental, you've established relationships with the other Washington teams as well, right? Well, basically, Nationals. once we had the um, the Caps yeah. and then we got the Wizards, then I said, if we can find success in one city on all fronts, and why not pick Washington, D.C., right? We're here. I, I live here. I love it here. I've been yep. here 25 years. Raise funds, raise awareness, and create meaningful opportunities. We can grow. So we had the Caps and the Wizards and then the Washington football team and D.C. United and the Washington Spirit, the Washington International Horse Show. I mean, you name it. We had, I mean, the Washington Castles and Mark Ein and the whole, I mean, whoever was doing something with a bat, a ball, a net, a court, an arena. If we could do a saddle any, anywhere, right, a saddle, a jump. We have a taps jump in the Washington International Horse Show. It. It's yeah. fantastic. But if we could do that in one city, I said, okay, fine. That That's like a pilot, right? We could grow. We could make something really fantastic. So... We did it. We did Washington within a year, uh, one calendar year. And then we went to Atlanta and we went to Oakland and we went to San Francisco and we went to New York and Boston. And now, you know, eight years later, eight and a half years later, we're more than 200 teams. We're a salute to service partner for the NFL, a major partner for the NBA with hoops for troops and commitment to service. And we work with Major League Baseball and all these different teams engaging in a way that is so meaningful because they they know that when they're with you know, when they honor our our families, um, how much it means to them. And it's all about honoring, right? It's not just tickets. Yeah, It's got to be a way to honor and celebrate life and service with the family left behind. So you've been to Afghanistan uh, back, I guess, when this was sort of taking shape in your experience with, with Bonnie Carroll, your, your founder. Has there been any international flavor, like with the World Cup or any other alignment with sports that is more international, or is the effort still pretty much domestic so far? Well, I just got back from London. We did the London series with the NFL. This is the fourth time we've done it. We took uh, 2020 off due to COVID um, and had a fantastic experience. And we build that with um, historically with an American delegation and a British delegation of surviving family members. And then we bring everybody together for mm-hmm. rec- you know international reconciliation and hope and healing and connection. But we do the cultural, we do you know um, historical. And then football. And we go to tea, we go to a pub, we do all those things. You know, no drinking, but we have the pub experience. And it's really fantastic what we've been able to build in England with different partners and through the NFL. Bonnie has also done some work internationally. There is programming in the Ukraine that's been uh, wonderful that she's been working on. We did the Invictus Games in Sydney, Australia, um, and spent time with survivors there. So there are opportunities to take the best practices of TAPS and help and support people all over the world. And Bonnie has done a beautiful job in, in engaging meaningfully. I have to ask, is it your sense that British attendees to our American football game over there, I guess it was the, uh, I forget, Jaguars played, play, do they do they enjoy the game? Do you think there's a sense of, appreciate? Uh, maybe it's not appreciation is the wrong word, for what we seem to love here so much, or you think they're still kind of trying to figure it out? Well, what's great is the NFL is really, really good at explaining everything. Good. So the play will happen, and then whether it's on the Jumbotron or PA Reed, it's a, this happened, but, you know, we made this call because of this reason. Wow. And then you randomly get some people in the stands trying to explain football to each other, and they're all, they're way off. Some of them are really spot on, but got as it. the American group in there, we certainly got a lot of questions. But it's great. It's like going to a Pro Bowl because you see every jersey you've ever seen, every team, retired players, legends, um, you know, players that were on a team for 20 minutes, and, you know, the jersey <laughs> ended up uh, somewhere. But, you know, now it's on the back of a, of a fan in London. Yeah. 
Um, but they love it. I mean, there's a, there's a pub in London that just it, it's all decorated for I guess the, the home team was the Falcons. And, okay. you know, Freddie Falcons running around all over the place. And <laughs> that was our host. Uh, the Falcons hosted us at this London series. And I mean, they made it so incredibly meaningful for the families. Well, I think there's something to be said for Ted Lasso, that series. I'm not sure if you're a follower, but in some ways, I think that's a bridge to the British experience of following football, their original name for it, and correctly so. And then ours with the Ted Lasso coach, you know, the the Division II college football coach going over there. So these are the types of bridges that sports and entertainment can can often do. So what's next for TAPS? If you if you uh, you and your colleagues, forgive the term, but if you had infinite budget or other types of partnerships, do you see yourself on the entertainment side with entertainers, with singers, with TV shows, with series, movies? Is that part of the future? Well, I have to say, if we're going to the entertainment side of this, I'll tell you, Ted Lasso, I'm all over that. We love you, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Um, that show, there are so many elements to that show. And they've talked about grief and they've talked about loss and change and, and, yep. and moving in different places and spaces in your heart and mind. And I, I absolutely adore that show. I think if we had unlimited, you know, potential, what we'd want to do is just grow our services so that we can really impact and touch every surviving family member out there. Because inevitably, we have a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game or a hockey game and someone who needs TAPS but didn't know TAPS existed. Mm -hmm. And so when you can make that connection, that's that's really so powerful. Diana Rode Hosford is our guest. She's vice president of sports and entertainment for TAPS based here in Washington, D.C. It will have more conversation with Diana coming up after this break. So stay with us. a break to discuss some ways you might become a little more involved with what's working in Washington. There's several ways. Number one, you could rate us, whether you're listening on on Federal News Network or perhaps on a podcast. Take a moment to rate us positively or negatively. We'd love to hear from you. Secondly, our audience is an obvious one. Folks that care about Washington, D.C. and the environs, folks that care about the Federal News Network, folks that care about our nation. If you'd like to have your message heard by that kind of audience, be sure to contact us for sponsorship opportunities. You can email me directly at walsh at AOL.com. That's W-A-L-S-H at AOL.com. Yes, it's a dated email address, but it still works. Lastly, we'd like to hear of guests that you think would be great for this show. If there's someone you believe would be a wonderful partner for me on what's working in Washington, be sure to email that same address with the person's name and what you think they'd be good at discussing with me. It's what's working in Washington. with Diana Rodet-Hosford. She is the Vice President of Sports and Entertainment for TAPS, stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. So many good things that TAPS does. But you, as a cool individual, have another side of your life, which is the Diana Awards. Tell us what they are and how you got involved, besides being named Diana. Well, that was just by accident. Just there by was accident. No, there was yeah. no real connection it's there. A, it's a good coincidence, it, I guess. It is. And I will say my father's name uh, was Harry. So there's there's that uh, that connection, too. Yeah. When we were in England for the first NFL UK experience, I made a connection to the Diana Award and then reconnected right before we were going to the NFL Pro Bowl. 
in Disney World. And I thought that the work that Diana Ward was doing, this is the charity in England that it works and is, you know, named in honor of the Princess of Wales, and is really all about recognizing young people who are doing miraculous things in their communities, you know, selfless service and really making a difference. And so young people all over the world are recognized and can oh, be so given it's, a Diana Oh, so it's global. Award. It's not just, global. okay, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, there's also an incredible anti-bullying program mm -hmm. and um, a mentor program. The anti-bullying program, they've actually come to TAPS and they've trained our military mentors on how to work with our kids who, who have been uh, bullied. So it's really a wonderful partnership that we built um, a few, I guess about four years ago, because the idea of the Diana Award is living legacy, right? I mean, her you know commitment to the community of humanity and all of the good um, and being a living legacy to that especially the young people that are, are, are impacted and influenced by the work that she, that she did when she was alive and that, you know, carries through now, even though she's been gone for so many years. And our children and families at TAPS, mm -hmm. who are also the living legacy of yeah. service and sacrifice, you know, the living legacy of their fallen hero. So the connection just seemed to make so much sense. And so I connected with their, um, their chief executive, Tessie Yojo, and um, it's just been a wonderful relationship since. We've had um, TAPS young adults um, and young people take part in Diana Award events, Diana Award um, recipients coming and taking part in, in the U.S. and in TAPS events. And it's just sharing of information, and they're really inspiring uh, to one another. So it's been a wonderful, you a even, wonderful you thing. You even share a hashtag, right? Yes, Living Legacy. So when I was doing the research, I thought, oh, Living Legacy, that's what, what, what we use. And I just thought, okay, this is this is meant to be. First, you were like, "How dare they?" Then you went, "Wait a minute." Ah, I'm happy to there's, share yeah, a. Yeah, there's uh, here. Well, and it's an incredible organization, and and they they do wonderful work. And it's why not share a hashtag with a group that is committed to to doing so much good work in the name of someone who has given so much to you know to our world, really. Well, speaking of the children of her her children, you got a special invitation recently to a wedding. I did. I go say recently. You, you you went to a cool wedding. You got to tell us about that. I did. I went as a guest of the Diana Award to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex to, to their wedding, which was uh, really wonderful and beautiful and a tr wonderful celebration and connection of two countries coming together, two families coming together. Wow. Um, it was absolutely beautiful and a wonderful experience. And it gave me the opportunity to talk about TAPS on an international platform. You know, what was I doing there? Why was I the American that was invited by the Diana Award? It was because of the you know, Harry and uh, Prince Harry and Prince William are the two most, you know, for those of us of a certain age, yeah. the two most recognized bereaved children in the world. Right. And both of them in, you know, military. And so, you know, our kids can identify with them. It's the same thing with professional athletes. You give me a professional athlete who was in the military, like Ben Garland, you know, RG3 is a military kid. His parents, you know, he was born on base in Okinawa. Our kids, not only you're cool because you're a football player, you're cool because you're a military kid like me. Right. So I think for, for you know, the Duke of Cambridge and the Duke of Sussex, our, you know, our kids are like, wow, you're royalty, but you're also military, just yeah. like people in my family are military. So there's this wonderful kind of gives them com a commonality. I think the Brits invented pomp and circumstance. I mean, so the, you must have seen some off the chart stuff, off the hook stuff at the wedding as far as just how, what the procession was like and stuff like that compared to what you might see here at a U.S. wedding. Any details you want was, to share? It was just like mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was just like yours, too. Just like mine, uh, yes. There was, I mean, it was, the, everything about it was was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we had the most beautiful weather that day. Oh, good. Um, I did not know. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, that. And we were in the, the Horseshoe Crescent, which is right, if you watch the wedding on TV with uh, many millions of other people, 
when they exited the church and they walked down the stairs, we were all right there, um, which wow. was a really lovely place to be. So we saw them you know, kiss when they came out and get into the carriage and, and leave. So it was every bit of the magical uh, event you can imagine. Yeah. Even just seeing the thousands and thousands of people lined up on the long walk and the, the feeling in Windsor. I mean, we would go and we were there a few days before and we're going in to do media interviews and talk with people. And the energy, yeah. it was, everybody was excited. Everybody was celebrating. It was American flags and Union Jacks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, dogs were dressed up. It was just, everybody was just joyful. Yeah, it was one of those things that I just, I still can't believe that, that you know, it all happened. But it it's a, was a wonderful, wonderful memory and a great thing to do to be able to speak about TAPS to, to all sorts of media and share what it meant to be there. Well, I think that TAPS maybe is one small portion of some of the things that those weddings often end up generating, which is a realization that there's fairy tale weddings and then there's reality, right? That we see the reality of both Diana's uh, marriage to the prince and how, how that had some challenges and every wedding, every marriage has challenges. And I think that fairy tales and reality, sometimes we need to constantly see that collision. And TAPS is an example, I think, of people being asked to, to soldier on, forgive the, forgive the pun, after immense loss. And I know part of TAPS is, is younger people. So walk me through some of the programs that TAP does for younger children, how they work with TAPS and then even mentor. I know you, you talked about that earlier, about mentoring. What does TAPS do with some of the younger members of families? So we have a good grief camp for our, our youngest survivors. Grief camp. Good grief camp. Good, good grief, grief. Like, yeah. Wow. And so kids come to good grief camp starting at age four or five. Amazing. And they're paired up with a military mentor. So these are active duty service members or veterans who come and volunteer for the weekend and spend the weekend as a big brother, big sister type of uh, relationship with a with a TAPS kids. So Memorial Day weekend, we have upwards of 500, five to 600 kids wow. and each have their own military mentor. So they go through that program. They've got the comfort, the care, the healing and that mentorship, which also keeps them connected to the military. And that's been so uh, special for our kids. Sometimes kids are paired up with the same service. Like if their their fallen hero was in, the, was in the Air Force, then they try to connect them with a mentor in the Air Force. So those elements are really uh, important. Once our kids turn 18, they can join the Young Adults Program. Uh, the Young Adults Program looks at grief from a from a different perspective. What are their needs? There are some kids who don't really ever do good grief camp and just come in with because maybe their loved one has died when they're a little bit older. But it's it's what what do they need? Whether they need mentorship, whether they need um, guidance on kind of the things that that they would have gotten from their fallen hero. Whether it's like how do you tie a tie? How do you balance right. a checkbook? How do you like do how do you do all the things that you know you you want to do in life when you have one parent who's grieving and you know you know obviously you, you have a parent who's died so the other program we have so within young adults there's the legacy mentor so these this opportunity is provided to children who go through good grief camp and they turn 18 and they can then become mentors themselves mm -hmm. and mentor newly bereaved children sure well they so know how it's supposed to work exactly and they can connect in a different way so our our kids wear red shirts and our military mentors wear blue shirts and when this program was developed by young adults, they um, decided they should wear purple shirts, a combination of the blue and, and the red. So it's yeah. a beautiful program, completely funded by the NFL. They do really, really amazing work to help this population of young adults really find hope and connection. Well, as a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm a big fan of the purple combination. So, th so congratulations on that. So 
We're talking with Diana Rode Hosford. She's the vice president of entertainment and sports, sports entertainment for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, TAPS, here in Washington, D.C. What's been the relationship of TAPS with the Department of Defense and the individual service arms? Are they supportive? Have they been, in some ways, trying to keep themselves separate because they have probably have some version of their own program? Maybe it's not as robust as yours, but... How has that relationship uh, grown or maybe not over, over time? So Bonnie, our founder, has had a connection with every president and every chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff since TAPS started all these years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, Martin Dempsey, the um, 18th chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is on our board. Great. Um, so there is a lot of support and a lot of, of connection. They recognize that we are here and can engage and help in ways that they might not be able to. I love it. Yeah. So TAPS is doing its thing. And I guess it's unfair to ask, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway, because it's because uh, it's what's working in Washington. What are some things and you can go anywhere you want. But what are some things if you ran the world for a day, either that you would stop or that you would have happen? It could be better funding. It could be all sorts of stuff. So I won't I won't I won't uh, predict. But I ask each guest sort of if you could if you ran the world for a day, what would be some things you'd maybe remove from the business or the structure or the government en- entity that they're involved with? Or that you would add to that? I think if I, from a TAPS perspective, personal perspective would be slightly different. But from a TAPS perspective, I think if we could reach every survivor out there to help them find the comfort and the care in the community that they need, and whether that would be an increase in donations, whether it's more teams taking part and and honoring families, whether that's, you know, a national media campaign you know, we all the funding that we get goes right into supporting families. We don't do advertising mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's really all focused on on providing services to our families. So I think you know, um, you know, Memorial Day is a day where we honor the fallen. Mm-hmm. And so, if there were an opportunity to really do something to um, shine a light, you know, it's really all about shining a light, right? I mean, just circling back to the whole Princess Diana thing. Mm-hmm. That wedding was glorious and wonderful, and it had all the bells and whistles of, of, you know, the pomp and circumstance, like you said. But Harry and Meghan also took the opportunity on their wedding day to shine a light on charities. Yeah. People who are making a difference, people who are changing the world. And that is tremendous. So I think if recognition, you know, the families of the fallen are a precious group of people. So recognizing them and shining a light on them. And the service and the sacrifice, I think that would that would be powerful. Awareness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're not alone. There are many great organizations, TAPS being a fantastic example, that deal with things that people sometimes don't want to face. And you face it straight up. And congrats on that. I think, you're, I think your efforts are unbelievable. And I, I think Americans should all be thankful for what you do. Our guest is Diana Rode Hosford. She is the Vice President of Sports and Entertainment for TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, based right here in Washington, D.C. Thank you for being with us, Diana. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Be sure to contact us for sponsorship opportunities. You can email me directly at walsh at AOL.com. That's W-A-L-S-H at AOL.com. What's Working in Washington is brought to you by a very talented team. Besides me, the host, Mark Walsh, We have our executive producer and editor, Tracy Madigan. Assistant producer is Anna DeGraff. And the theme music you enjoy is performed by The Sunbathers. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network. 
and streaming as a podcast.